0: another episode of Coffee and Christ uh-huh. take three is it three? probably four. this is four our, you know what maybe Jackson can explain it better yeah. well, we have some issues I don't even know how to explain it. I'm looking up right now the price for microphones because we think something's stemming back from these microphones where our software that we use is it just like cuts in and out sometimes and so you know it's just no bueno. It's no bueno. No good. That's no what good. that means. If you didn't, in case you in case you needed the terms like I get paid by the hour, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no bueno means no good. Uh, No, good. it's fine, but it does like <coughs> we'll record for a little bit and it'll just bleed out. It just says error. Yeah. So I'm gonna show mm, them an the error. Yeah. So we're, we're working with you know the best we got. Yeah. Oh. I mean, Cheez-Its too. Yeah. We'll open like a GoFundMe account if you want support. family is, in Christ. Just two working men. Just two working men. Just trying to support family. Support family. and Preach the word. So anybody, we need some new microphones. Just kidding. When I? You know. You know. After Matt, Matthew, I heard we are getting a bonus. Really? No. This, this is, is a non-profit. for profit. Profit. Yeah, we're a non-profit. Non- <laughs> <laughs> a non-profit. 401-2-3 <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Yeah So It's okay though Cause We're living on love It's all right Living on love That's Fighting on time That's uh, All those podcasts The bad thing is Podcast is little Working on love oh, <laughs> that okay. Living on love I don't know the words That sounds like. Living on love Do Dude Taylor why, why are you so happy? Uh, I just had a great day What about your week? Had a great week You yeah. know I have, um, what have I done this week? Monday night, I went to the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. And bought a trailer from an old lady. That was fun. So, um, yeah. And then Tuesday, I went and ate dinner with somebody that is graduating from our church. Somebody. They re, They remain anonymous. This crazy person. We don't have the anomaly. Anonymous? Literally. We went to and they go till nine thirty. My bedtime is nine. Coffee and Christ family. I lay down at nine o'clock religiously Monday through Friday. I don't go to bed at nine, but I do like to lay there and play on my phone. So, <coughs> and tonight we're recording podcast. What a great week it has been at this uh, microphone right now. Jackson is uh, researching. So i keep talking because I'm good at it. Um, um, but, yeah, the weather's nice outside, and the sun is shining, and it's hot. So that's my kind weather. Uh, it is. It's lake weather. So I'm going to today. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right, this microphone is 20% off because the price of my buy. Is it expensive or not expensive? Oh, it's expensive. Okay. Four forty seven. Oh, not that expensive. Okay. 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 It's 179 That's Okay. Yeah, more expensive than all about these four that's true but anywho, we'll, we'll talk this is you know this is behind the scenes this is upper management stuff you don't you don't have to we out. are upper management we are, we we are, are the upper management <laughs> the I'm actually the CEO of the company yeah just no. coffee and price LLC yeah Jackson general manager Dylan CEO what makes me the CEO you the general manager yeah, we're that's actually that's co-CEOs didn't you just say CEO I mean it doesn't mean that you're any less than me we we're co-CEOs Or, as Dunder Rifflin put it, co-branch managers. Co-branch managers. I'm okay with that. But I want to do my... No. Do you accept these terms? Shake my hand. Co-branch managers. (laughs) Just like that. I don't know. know. My office needs to be in here. and need to be on the side. Okay. You know, just so we can manage better. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Then my Rifflin. I'll be honest. I don't remember what happened this week. Because, like, every day has been a blur. (laughs) Why has it been a blur? Well, just... You know, I mean, you're, you're the boss. yeah mm-hmm. I work for Dylan. If anyone doesn't know that, I me and Dylan work together. And, and branch manager. Co-branch <laughs> managers. No, it's just been, a, it's been an interesting week. A lot of stuff has happened. It's getting really busy just because it's getting hot outside is what he was saying. So, uh... We're going No, hang on. <coughs> got a tickle down there. If you didn't know, we... We work in a heating and air company, so this kind of weather is our bread and butter, mm-hmm. We're bread and bread, however you yeah. And it's funny because like we're like, we'll be like in a in a famine state where we're just we're like dying just to get work because the the weather is mild, and then we like, man, I can't wait to have a little more work. And then we have this work, and we're like, oh, I just wish I had a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, actually, it's kind of funny. Yeah, as we're speaking. Okay, I had a phone call from a good friend of mine that I just sent a voicemail because we are recording the podcast. And I texted him. I said, hey, I'm recording Coffee in Christ. I'll call back as soon as everything's okay. He said, yeah, no worries. You just need to add a new unit for my house. Oh, my goodness. The work never ends. Oh, Lord. But you know what? I will say something about this, because I complained about it the other night. And we're blessed. Um, The Lord is good to us. And I had nothing to complain about. So yes, we're a little busy. Amen. But that's good. The Lord is, the Lord is good. The Lord provides. Amen. 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 <laughs> now, is it, now it's just a Bible. Well, okay, why here's here's what I'm trying to do. Okay, folks, before we get into the Bible. I am trying to manifest a good day. That's Amen. what's happening. Because really what's happened today, listeners who want who care. Um my trailer was stolen. A couple weeks ago from action. And there is a... It was recovered today. Actually, it was recovered April 27th. But we won't get into all that. I got a phone call about it today. And the place that is holding it for me... A, a junkyard... Is holding my trailer a hostage. They won't give it back. So... I have been dealing with that since 10.30 this morning. But it's okay. I mean i had some very interesting phone calls, but I am manifesting that it's going to be okay. And I don't that's what I've been trying to do, because Jackson calls me out, and it's okay. Sometimes, <coughs> I can just be a little negative Nancy. And I have decided that I will not, never be like that again. I don't want to be a negative Nancy. So I'm just, I am manifesting that it's going to be okay, and you can do it. So, I just want to let that out there. That's what I'm trying to do, because you know, I love a component Jackson. And then it makes me feel like dirt, sorry, because I've complained. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying I'm not lie to lie. But I'm not mad. I'm not calling him out. It's a good thing. He should be like that. Thanks. I commend you. Thanks. But it makes me feel like not. <laughs> so I'm trying to be not negative, you know, and that's okay. I'm trying to be better. So I'm all for that. we can all be better. All of this can improve. Exactly. So we won't get into that. Matthew mm-hmm. uh, 28. Yeah, we're starting chapter 28. We ended verse 20. S- verse. Interchapted. You <laughs> inter- wow, that Wow, I combined that. Okay. Inter- what, ending, what would interchapted be? Uh, it was ending chapter. And I just combined it. Interchapted. I'll give you a definition. All the big boys out there will understand this one. Because, you know, I'm, I'm hefty. <laughs> <laughs> interchapted is when you're a big guy and your thighs up together and it's hot outside and you're wearing ball shorts. No no. <laughs> that is chapter. Not is in a gross way. Just when your thighs rub together, you would know, <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Anywho. We ended chapter 27. We're now, you know, out of the 1,071 verses found in Matthew, we're down to the final 20. Wow we're down um, to the final 20, starting in Matthew chapter 28. Um, I don't know if I have enough time to finish everything today, but we'll, we'll see how far we get. get. Uh, but, starting now, in verse 1, here we go. You, you, you go ahead, you, you go ahead now after the sabbath toward the dawn of the first day of the week mary magdalene and the other mary went to see the tomb and behold there was a great earthquake for an angel of the lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it his appearance was like lightning and his clothing was white as snow and for fear of him uh, the guards uh, trembled and and became like dead men okay i'm gonna stop right there and also you know here we have mary and the other mary as we know from mark's in Luke's, that they have come to embalm um, Jesus, kind of like finish the, the burial process. But I wanted to flip over to Mark chapter 16, real quick. There's, there's a few little details I wanted to, to read and kind of like hit some point on, points on. So, in verse 1 of chapter 16, it says, When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that he might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, um, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? You know, now this is, you know, the women here are discussing how they were going to get to Jesus physically. Because after all, the Romans sealed up the tomb to prevent, as we read in the chapter before, you know, they were preventing the disciples to steal the body, to frame it as a resurrection. And so, it wasn't just a small stone either, you know, in front of this tomb. Depending on what type it was, we don't know for sure. I mean, it could have weighed two to four tons, and that's a lot of weight. you know it would seem impossible for them to move it you know and, and in turn it it would be probably pointless to even try you know, try to even go because they could not get into uh, the tomb to see Jesus but you know the point of that I'm trying to make even, uh, trying to make here is they still went anyway. You know, they got to witness a miracle you know, and, and that is you know the payoff for walking by faith. you, know, you get to see God do amazing things some, you know, some impossible things through you know our obedience. And you know, if we if we limit our service you know to God the situations where we can maybe see you know a clear path of success you know, in advance, then we might miss a lot of miracles. You know, if we only pray for things we think we can accomplish, then we never see what God might be prepared to accomplish with us. You know, if we only go when the task seems doable, we'll never be, you know with god to do the unthinkable you know and we'll miss the point you know the, the point of this is you know god doesn't need us you know, he doesn't need us he wanted us he didn't create me for me he created me for him and you know, i was not created to serve me i was created to serve him and he here is inviting us to uh, join in on that work that he's doing and he's going to do you know, god was planning on raising jesus on this day Know, with or without these women being there so you know, so the question is uh, was whether they were going to be there to see it or not you know one day you might be a miracle for someone uh, you might not think in the, in the time but you will be you know, but you have to be first you have to first be willing to walk in faith you know to shut up that inner voice uh, that's telling you not to do it to, to ignore the critics and to just plainly not care what everyone else thinks of you if you are like these women you might see, miracle or be that miracle to some people and so jumping back into matthew's gospel you know matthew says when they arrive there's an earthquake you know that's that actually is in like matthew's gospel alone the earth shook both at christ's passion on the cross and now at his resurrection and then the angel comes down rolls away the stone and hangs around like he's hosting an open house party for the team i love it and this, <laughs> what i like about the ESV translate which is, is my favorite translation in the bible you know, throwing that out there. But the angel of the Lord the sinner from heaven came and rolled back the stone from the door and, it sat and left. <laughs> no, he sat on it. He sat like it. It Literally, the translation, and he sat it on was it. He sat on it. Just like, it <laughs> just like, just this big stone, just, imagine, like, just rolling, off. and you're just like, I'm a just, I'm upset, I'm tired, I'm upset. And you're just like, I love that. I imagine him just, just sitting that. on it, like, kicking his leg up, and mm-hmm. just like, I mean, his I mean. his countenance was like lightning, and his clothing with his wine of stone. Just chilling there, like that just happened. I just did that, and here I am. Jesus, <laughs> you know? well, and, it, and it's funny, it really is. But there's so much you can learn from that because you know, it it shows maybe our immaturity. But again, you know, we talked a lot about last week about you know the mental abuse that he was taking and. And, you know, people being, you know, just spitting on him and calling him names and all that. And of course, I, I did talk a lot about, last week, about how, you know, it took all this stuff happening and then finally the soldiers were like, you know, we just crucified Jesus. That way he, it really was him. And so, like, basically he's coming back down here for his, like, aha moment. Like, if it was a human being and somebody treated us that way, we'd be like, ha, I got you, I'm back. But he just rolled a stone away and just sat down? Yeah. Like, but, and it is funny, it's humorous, but I mean, it's just, it shows you the humility of Jesus by just coming That says, I mean, I would love to be described as, um, my countenance was like lightning, but it's more like, um, my countenance was like a big boulder that's very slow and obtuse. That's me. It's but obtuse. no, his countenance was like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow, like, this is the the true son of God that is the angel of the Lord has descended back and breathed life into this lifeless body and he just he's gonna come out and start sitting on the front porch. Here we are. Jackson's hosting an open house for you know anybody who wants to come out. Yeah. You know, it's like a regular sign in the yard, they're just chilling on the porch, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So and it keeps going, on. not you? like Like even invites mm-hmm. them in when well, be cutting for you, so I'll keep going. No, I mean, you cut me off but it's oh, fine. Oh go, go. Oh, go. I'm, I'm done. Oh okay, sorry. Um Verse five. Uh, but the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come see the place where he left. So he's just like inviting them in. And then, then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. Um, there you will see him. See, I have told you uh, so. And so the angel here, I'm going to stop real quick, it informs the women Uh, that the Lord wasn't in the grave because he has risen from the dead just as he he has promised. And here we have to to grapple this meaning of resurrection. Simply, Jesus' resurrection proved that his death was an actual propitiation for a sin that the Father has accepted. Everything that he's been saying, this is him conquering it, you know, the cross is the payment, (coughs) the resurrection is the receipt, proving that the payment was fully accepted. He did what he was saying he was going to do. And then he invites them to see. Which you would have think if you saw you know an angel come down and just roll away a huge stone, that would be good enough evidence for me. But they go up there and when you know they see the place where they laid him. We see, you know, we see that the father did not forsake Jesus. He didn't leave him behind. We see the place where they laid him, we see that the death is conquered, and we see more importantly that our king lives. And then something more Importantly, that I want to touch on is when he says "go quickly," you know. Um, whatever that. Okay, yeah, go quickly, um, and meaning that they ran. You know, they they didn't just like walk around and like, okay, I'm going to skip this way or I'm going to go, you know, get a burger or something like that. They ran, and I think we forget that often. You know, some Christians traveled to heaven slowly, and that's just a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. You know, sometimes you're overtaken by sin because you're going so slowly. And it, and it it does say run the race with endurance. It says that in the Hebrew. But that doesn't mean, you know, we're taking no time. You know, not to run slowly, but, you know, why not run fast? Why not try to get Jesus, to Jesus as fast as possible? I'm not saying go, like, test death or anything like that. But what I'm saying is why hold yourself back in faith and walk there? And that's something that we see, uh, I mean, really keenly from these women that were there. It just says, go quickly, and they went. And so. You know, the term that I like is, you know, he, he, he Jackson pointed out the, the go quickly. I like to point out that he is not here, uh, for he is risen. You know, for the first time, the followers of Jesus are going to see this, but really it's the faithful women they heard, what they didn't expect to hear. I mean, they're mourning, they're so upset. And then they heard Jesus was not in the tomb, but he's risen to this resurrection life. But I have a funny story about this. this. This term, why I like it. He is not here for he is risen. I promise this, this will tie into it, but just bear with me. So my dad, he had this cat whenever he, well, I'm not, well I guess my grandparents had this cat. Um, so my, my grandparents used to own a Sportingwood store, and I lived right next door. And we had a bench out in the front of the store called the liar's bench and that's where you went when you got in trouble and so anyway but every Saturday morning my dad and my pa would sit on the liar's bench and drink coffee <coughs> you know when they opened the store yeah because you know their busy time wasn't the first thing in the morning on Saturday so everybody's either out hunting or fishing but their busy time was afterwards because everybody would come and show them their fish and come show them their deer and all that yeah they had a pretty popular little store well my, uh, my grandma's cat, Mud, that was his name, Mud, uh, nanny, uh, nanny's cat, Mud, had died. Um, they saw her get run over in the street as they were sitting there on, on the wires bench. Uh, their, their store was on a major highway, and my nanny and Paula lived next door in a house, next to the store, so anyway, they watched Mud get run over, so Dad goes and, like, scoops up Mud with a shovel, digs a hole, and buries Mud. Or so we thought was mud. <laughs> um, so then my grandpa, and you know my grandpa was a good man. Um, he struggled a lot, you know, in his Christian life. Um, but he was a faithful, faithful follower of Jesus. You know, just, he had some struggles. He had, went, he would, had been in the army for a long time. And, and so he had seen a lot, you know, so he struggled sometimes. And, and um, so they're sitting there drinking coffee on the liar's bench. My dad's resting, sweating, because so he just done a hole and buried mud. And around the corner comes Mud, the cat, and it's like, <laughs> and my grandpa, like, had false teeth. So he was drinking the coffee when the cat came around the corner, and he spit his teeth out of his mouth, spit his coffee out, and looked at my dad, and, and he goes, for he is not here, and he is risen. <laughs> and so every time I read that, I think about Mud. He's my grandfather's excuse for him. he is not here, he is risen! <laughs> you should hear my dad tell a story. But um, long story short, I did not come back to life. They buried the very wrong cat. Ned was fine, there was somebody else's cat that died. So, but that was just the first thing he could think of after he spit his coffee out and his teeth. He for he is not here, he's risen. So, anyway, but this is where it ties in. You know, you see, like that funny story, like the shock of this cat <laughs> being brought back to life, resurrected from the dead. Imagine the women, imagine the Marys, like, holy cow! I would go quickly too. Like, this is a big deal, you know. Everything that's been told and been prophesied, he's back. You know, so it's a big deal. Um, go ahead, there. Where we get to, I'm reading some material i have here too what verse did we stop about? uh we stopped at eight minutes. i want to apologize I, s- I read too fast in my notes where i hit day ran and it's actually the ne- next verse so just imagine everything i said let's say right now okay, and okay. you name read it yeah okay. go just read right, i'm going to recap eight. verse seven it says then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and behold he is going before you to galilee and there you will see him see i have told you so they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples and behold Jesus met them and said greetings and they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him and then Jesus said to them do not be afraid go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee and they will see me there so um, <laughs> <laughs> I, the they ran stuff was supposed to be it's you know, okay but uh no that's fine you got anything? go for it no I don't so I said everything <laughs> he, he doesn't jump to hell. Um, um but like uh, again, you know, in verse nine and behold, uh, Jesus met them, so now he's getting to 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 reconvene with his disciples and, and again we don't know exactly what he said, but you know, it translates and and Jesus met them and just said, Hey that? you know, he goes greetings, but if I greet somebody it's usually hey. Yeah. You know, but they, they fell down to his feet and they worshipped him. And then, you know, Jesus said, you must be afraid, go and tell others to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. So, you know, Jesus is being super, you know, nonchalant, you know, super like, you know, I just go tell everybody, I'm going to go to Galilee, hopefully I'll see him there. You know, it's just, it's not a, not a reunion that you would think, but it just shows you that Jesus is truly fulfilled in the prophecies, and he's doing it in a a human, a human. Um, He's doing it with humility. is what I was Great. trying to say but my, my brain unplugged. Um, so then in verse 11 it says, While they were going, behold, uh, some of the guards went into the city and told the chief priest all that had taken place. When they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a significant sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell uh, said, tell people. His disciples came by night and sold him away while we were sleeping. And when this comes to the governor's ears, uh, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble they so took the money and did as they were directed, and this story has been spread among Jews to this day. So now here we see this cover-up attempt. And it really it shows the darkness of you know, these priests that are supposed to be, uh, quote-unquote, leading the Jewish nation. I mean, we show, it shows how dark they really are. You know, they know the truth of the resurrection, you know, yet they rejected it. Uh, they, then they had a lie spread, and it still is to this day. You know, through the years, um, there have been many objections suggested uh, to this resurrection of Jesus. You know, some say that he didn't die, but he just fainted on the cross and spontaneously revived on, in the tomb. And others say he, he really died, but his body was stolen. And others say that you know that follow, his followers are so uh, desperate that they hallucinate his resurrection. And they're all saying this, you know, just to try to. They're just trying so hard to cover up this massive mistake that they've done. That's what we uh, Dylan talked about. How they, you know, they kind of realized at the end of chapter twenty-seven. Hey, we might have. Uh, we might have messed up really, really badly, and it just shows you the great lengths of, of what they're trying to do to cover up their mistake. You know, that happens a lot today too. Is you know we realize that we make mistakes. We realize that you know we. Um, we, we do things that you know we're ashamed of and then we try to do everything in the world to cover it up but it doesn't matter you know unless you preach or say hey here's some money use this money we'll keep you out of trouble and then that, you know just again my objection is saying it shows how corrupt you know this whole situation is but I'll well, let you keep reading there um, whenever you're ready in verse 16 let's finish up the age. Go for it, Dylan. Do, I, I'm not going you know, Okay. So, you know, Jesus here introduces and gives us these three steps of what's called the Great Commission. Um, all of this starts with knowing that the Father has given Jesus all the authority, as we read right there in verse 18. You know, he has all the authority. And when we face earthly obstacles, um, it will be Jesus who finds a way around. You know, we are supposed to be in him, us in him, him in us. You know, he will give us everything we need according to his purpose and the timing because he has the authority. And then he calls us to go. You know, and we're, we're supposed to go as ambassadors of Christ, reaching out uh, into the world with the gospel mes- message. But you know, we all go differently. Um, everyone has the opportunity to to go to a neighbor, uh, a work, a, work, uh, a co-worker, family member uh, or even a stranger on the street, but some uh, go further physically, uh, like missionaries or um, maybe if you're um, employed by the church or you're a preacher or a minister or something along those lines, or some go vicariously um, and uh, by providing means to those who will go or, or pray for those or just do more of the things behind the scenes that some of us don't see. But in all these cases, we're all participating. We're going out to reach the unsaved world, and that's that's the most important part. You know? And the Great Commission requires uh, that we cultivate a uh, concern for for these lost souls. You know, that's what being an, an ambassador is all, all about. It's about going beyond to, to gather. We're not we're not here. you either gather or you scatter. You know, and we're here to, to serve uh, Jesus in this world. You know, and the second step is to baptize uh, new believers in water. Baptizing, uh, which is, you know, it's, I don't even know how to put it, but it's sad that this is one of like a crucial part of the gospel and we have so much division about it in uh, religion in general. But, you know, baptizing is accepting and burying your old self um, and putting on a new self in Christ. And uh, like I said, it's sad that we have so many different opinions about it. But needless to say, baptizing—it's in the Great Commission. It's necessary. And finally, we're called to teach these new believers to obey all the Christ's commandment, which is a reference to the entire Bible. Teaching is is probably, or perhaps, the hardest step of these three because it never ends, and it's often overlooked. Uh, By teaching, we prepare uh, disciples and to to face these challenges, and and all these things. We're working in the power and the authority of Jesus. We go because we know Jesus is directing us to those, you know, he wants to reach. You know, giving us the right words and preparing our hearts to say what needs to be said. And, you know, notice it says make disciples because disciples are not born. um, They're not spontaneously created. They're made through just listening and hearing the word. And, you know, we baptize knowing that Jesus has the power to unite a very diverse group of people and humanity into a like-minded and loving community all focused around the same thing. You know? And we teach knowing that Jesus, by his Spirit, will make all these things clear so we can grow in, in knowledge and grace of, of Christ. And you know, Like I said, the disciples are made through teaching. This teaching is not only you know with our words, but with our actions and what our intention of our heart is, you know? Jesus sent his disciples with a message or with a mission to fulfill and he did not send them alone. Um, That's the last verse in verse 20, the last few words where he says, I am with you always to the end of age. Kind of like wraps up the gospel in a perfect way in Matthew. And one thing that Matthew tries to convey is Jesus is Emmanuel. He says that in chapter 1, verse 23. Uh, And Emmanuel means uh, Jesus is God with us, you know, and this kind of seals the deal with that. You know, this is it's such a comforting line that he promises that he's constantly present in our lives, and his presence means you know we got protection from anything because he's overcome the world, we're in him He is in us. We have the power to do anything we want, and we can find that peace in him and to know that he's always there is just comforting. It's a good thing to it's a perfect way Matthew ended his gospel to know that. Jesus the, the rabbi the one they've been talking about the whole time he's here he's never leaving. so there, as we kind of you know, wrap this season one of Coffee and Christ comes to a close um, 51 episodes deep but there is a song um, it's by Cain uh, and I like you know I like gospel music I enjoy listening to you know, contemporary Christian music and um, I want to I talk about a little bit the lyrics of this song. It's called The Great Commission. You know, and we just finished basically telling you about the Great Commission. And the very opening the song, but in this song, why I like it so much, is it is actually written from Jesus' perspective, like he's telling you something. And it says, See my hands and look at my feet. It's okay if it's hard to believe. I have faith you will do greater things. It's my time to go, but before I leave. So we'll stop there. We're going to go through the whole song. And I promise I'm going to keep you forever. But think about this. You know, and again, this isn't the Bible. This is just a song. But it says, it's okay if it's hard to believe. I have faith that you will do greater things. And, you know, think about... Jesus as he's taught these disciples as he's taught and ministered and and taught the people and then been trying to to spread the good news of, of, of God and Christianity and and his message, you know, he's saying, you know, I have faith that you got to keep going You know, just because I'm not here, you know, or just because I'm leaving Doesn't mean that you can stop just because I'm not here doesn't mean you can stop, you know, and it says You know again we're going to keep going it's my time to go but before i leave go tell the world about me that i was dead but now i live i've got to go now for a little while but goodbye is not the end you know again think about this as if jesus is is telling you this he says you know but before i go go tell the world about me go continue what i've started go you know, do... That's what I'm going to tell my son one day when I'm dying. This sounds terrible, but just be like, don't go tell the world about me. That's not what I mean. But I mean, but before I leave, you know, I have faith you're going to do greater things. I have faith that you're going to continue what I started, you know, but again, he says, I've got to go now for a little while, but goodbye is not the end. And even, you know, the way I wrote this, I don't know, maybe he was talking about the resurrection, but I mean, even for us, You know, guys, whether you want to or not, you are going to see Jesus one day with your own eyes. It could be in five minutes, or it could be a trillion years from now. But you will see him with your eyes. I promise you that. So, but the goodbyes is not being, and he keeps going, don't forget the things that I have taught you. I have conquered death, and I hold the keys. Where I go, you will go too someday. But there's much to do here before you leave. So, you know, he said, I conquered death. I've done everything. We just read about him conquering death. And I hold the keys. And guys, I'm going to tell you, no matter what you think, no matter if you think that God is dead, I don't care if you think that Christianity is on a downfall. Or on a downfall, it's not. You know, that statement, I've conquered death and I hold the keys, is true. Jesus... Holds the power over the world. Now there may be things that go on. That make you doubt that. But I promise you. He holds the keys. And then he goes on. Where I go you will go too someday. And you know. We've had a really good time. You know we've enjoyed. This season I have. You know but. Where I go you will go too someday. Jesus is inviting us to spend. Eternity with him. Why would you not want to do that? And if you're listening to this and you say, I don't know how to do that. Yes, you do. Because we spent 51 episodes telling you how amazing Jesus is. And it's not really our opinion because we, we, we gave you verse-by-verse verse commentary yeah. of the entire gospel of Jesus. If you don't know, go back to episode 2 or 3 or 4 because it's there. You know, so um, but there's much to do before you leave go and tell the world about me I was dead but now I live I've got to go for a little while but, begot- but goodbye is not the end but later that's the course we'll go to the, the last verse it says goodbye is not the end of the journey the end of the road my spirit is with you wherever you go you have a purpose and I have a plan I'll make you this promise I'll come back again I have and so I, I love this song. Um, so he says, just like what we just read, my spirit is with you wherever you go. You have a purpose. I have a plan. You know, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you're not fulfilling your purpose. You know, me and Jackson talked about, you know, working in action. You know, I enjoy what I do. Uh, I wouldn't want to do anything else, but that's not my purpose. My purpose is to share the gospel. My purpose is to be a Christian and use my Christian strengths in my life to help other people to share the gospel. If you're not a Christian, you've not found your purpose. Because if that's the only thing in your life that you ever do, then you are the most successful person in the world. I don't care if you're homeless. You have a relationship with Jesus, you're successful. I don't care if you feel like you you can't win or your business has failed or you, you know, your kids don't love you, or your family disowns you, if you have a relationship with Jesus and you remain faithful to him, you win. You won. And so many people just take, you know, financial statuses and and how much money you have in your bank account and, and, you know, the position you hold at work and, you know, the house that you live in, the car you drive. Guys, that, that means nothing. If you have a relationship with Jesus, you win. You won. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of you. Jackson hinted at that too. You know, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter you know, if you can hit your pillow at night and know that you're good with Jesus, you won. You won on Monday. You'll win on Tuesday. You'll win every day of the week for the rest of your life because you get to go and spend eternity in this place with Jesus. You get to be in the presence of God. You win no matter what anybody else tells you, you know? So again, it says, the course, again, but go tell the world about me. I was dead, but now I live. Um, I've got to go for a little while, but goodbye is not the end, you know? Now again, you're going to meet Jesus one day. You're going to, you know, be in his presence. So if you don't know Jesus, Maybe you're just listening to this episode for the first time. Go back and start at one. It, it's rough, you know. We 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 kind of polished it a little bit, but go listen to one to verse fifty-one and after episode one to episode fifty-one, and you will learn about the Great Commission of Jesus. Because I'm telling you, if I don't do anything else in my life, I know that stored in my computer I have fifty-one or 51 episodes of something that me and Jackson talked about and it's the most important thing in the world. You know, if I could put it in a time capsule and give it to everybody, I would do it. But the message that we've gone over, not because we're saying it, you know, we're just the messenger, it means nothing. You know, our voices mean nothing. But what does mean something is... The message of Jesus, and the Great Commission, and what our purpose in life is. And so, listen to the song, you know, again, it's called The Great Commission by Cain. It's awesome. But, I'm telling you, you have a purpose, and God has a plan, but your, if, if, if it's your plan, it's not your purpose. You have a purpose, God has a plan. And we've given you 51 verses to understand the truth about God's plan for you. So, if you have any questions about it, you know you know, you can always talk to us. But we love you. We hope you enjoyed Season 1 of Coffee Christ. We love you.